All right, Rad Dads, we're back with episode eight of season two. I'm Rob, that's Sal videotaping me, <laughs> and we're going to talk about bullying. Sorry, we still have not replaced our uh, mic equipment, so my mic is hopped up on a tin of Chinese cookies, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure Sal's going to take a picture of and put it on Instagram. So back to our topic at hand. We want to talk about bullying. But first, I want to tell you what bullying is. Because a lot of people don't understand what truly bullying is and, and what they mean. And I actually did some research in preparation for this episode and actually learned a lot, to, to be honest. So bullying is unwanted, aggressive behavior among school-age children that involve a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated or has potential to be repeated over time. Both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting problems. So in other words, if you're the bully or you're the one being bullied, it could have a lifetime of effects. What have you thought that, Sal? <laughs> you know, obviously, as we get older, we get wiser, right? As a kid, some people we'll get right. Some true. This is true. This is absolutely true. Um, but when you're a kid, you, you don't, unless you have the support and the guidance from 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 parents that are trying to do the right thing, and they see that your child potentially can be a bully and try to steer them in the right direction and and try to coach them. Hey, you know, saying stuff like that may hurt somebody's feelings or. Or, or punching them in the face really hurts. You shouldn't really do that. <laughs> you shouldn't really do that. Um, did I think when I was a kid that 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 you know picking on the one kid in school would, would, would have a lifelong effect? I no. No, we were kids though. Exactly. But we were kids and sheltered from this stuff. Like bullying was never a term when I was when we were growing up. Bullying wasn't, but people who were bullies were right so if you think about it like christmas story right perfect bully sure yes do the red hair yeah so it's been prevalent in society and in mainstream media but i don't think a spotlight was really shown upon it no i agree the way it's being done now because at least the way i think about it I, you know if i think back to high school and you know i was probably the bully in some occasions and i was probably the one being bullied in other occasions I know I can remember one one time in particular where someone bullied my brother and in turn, and they were my age, so in turn, I went after them. Sure. It's, it's natural. And or it's normal. It's normal, but at the same point, you think about it is- But okay, you, you can't be considered the bully for going after the kid that was bullying your brother. You're standing up for your, your, your true, sibling and, and you're-, you're you know, giving this guy a knuckle sandwich. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fine line though, right? Yes, I was defending my brother, but at the same point is I was bullying this this kid. Look, me bullying is day in, day out, constant constant uh harassment. That's bullying to me. For, for me to to go and, and and stick up for a sibling, that is you mess with the wrong person. And now I'm going to kick your ass. It's not bullying. We're going to handle this. True. Uh, but I, so I do want to. So there's three. There's three types of bullying as 
laid out on stopbullying.gov. If you didn't know, there's actually a website with a government uh, domain, which I was surprised about. Um, that just goes to show you how much of a, a spotlight has been shown, is, shown upon this. It's crazy. So there, there's three. There's verbal bullying. When it's saying and writing mean things, verbal bullying includes like teasing, name calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, threatening to cause someone harm. Uh, social bullying, which is sometimes referred to as relationship bullying, involves hurting someone's reputation or relation. Uh, social bullying includes like leaving someone out on purpose, telling others not to be friends with someone, spreading rumors, embarrassing someone in public. So uh, it's interesting enough because I agree with the latter two, spreading rumors and, and embarrassing. But sometimes they kids do and, and, and adults leave people out on purpose because they just don't like the person. And that's, I don't consider that bullying. And I think that's, you know, one of those gray areas in, in regards to that. I agree. And then physical bullying, which if I have to spell this out for you, you're an idiot, involves hurting someone's person's body or possessions. Physical bullying includes hitting, spitting, pinching, kicking, tripping, pushing, whatever. So that's as it's laid out on the government website. And where it says it happens traditionally is really within the school, on a school bus, on a playground, um, in a, in a youth's, 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 youth's neighborhood, <laughs> uh, or on the internet. And that brings me to the thing that I fear most for my kids is the internet. And I, I, I'll leave it that that's honestly as broad as I can make it. But I think the bullying that happens on the internet is, it's tough to monitor. So. I, I think I speak for most of the people that are listening to us, our age group, when there was bullying in school, when we were growing up, the bullying stopped at three o'clock or three 30 when the bell rang, unless, or you met behind the bleachers or wherever. Right. You, 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 right. You handled it. That was it. It was over. Hopefully. And the next day, you know, you went home, you did your thing. There was no, you know, nobody was antagonizing you. Nobody was sending you text messages. Nobody was talking shit on social media. I, I think social media has really fucked up this world. The bullying continues. It doesn't stop at three o'clock or three thirty when you leave school because then they're gonna pick up right where they left off when they get on Facebook, when they get on Instagram, when they get on TikTok, or whatever the hell the next latest and greatest uh, social media thing is. But I honestly think social media really fucked up this world, not only in regards to bullying, but everything. Whereas in the past, you waited for the, you know, seven o'clock news or six o'clock news to find out what happened during the day, or you waited for the newspaper to come out, uh, to, to be thrown at your doorstep, to read about what happened the day prior, you know? So we have news at our fingertips. And everybody reacts to that instant news. It's crazy, though. Think about it. Where I get most of my news, and I actually talked about somebody. Back pages? What, what pages? Back pages. Back pages. <laughs> um, it's, it's from social media. So, <laughs> fucking sad. So, what, like, if I think about it, where where do I get my news traditionally is, is like, Twitter. I remember somebody... Must have been like four years ago. Told me when I was when I was at my last job, they got all their news, and they were an older. They were older than me by probably ten years. They said they got all their news from Twitter. Wow, and that's like five years ago. 
but he was he you know because we we commuted into the city and then you know jersey city which is the same thing as the city and he would tell me you know on his car ride in he didn't check the news he didn't do any of that it was all about twitter whatever was on twitter is is what he used so so whatever was on twitter was gospel pretty much but you know so i didn't use twitter until we started this whole thing and i still don't really use it but if you go on you you don't put out tweets i don't put out tweets (laughs) i'm on instagram that's that's our that's our social media of choice i feel like um but if, if you look at it, you can go and see on like if I forget where the what the function is, but you can see everything that's like the top thing. Yeah, everything's trending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I would see it if I ch- actually checked um, Twitter on a regular basis. I remember I, I remember when Twitter first came out. So I used to live. Li- stock. No, I wish I did. But yeah. I was listening to Opie and Anthony because Opie and Anthony were talking oh about God, it. Remember Opie yourself. and Anthony? Yes. <laughs> they were talking about it and, and, and they were making fun of it. Hey, did you just make a tweet? You know, it, it was so I w- I, I'll never forget. I was driving down the New Jersey Turnpike heading southbound. I think I was heading to work. And I was listening to them talking talking about this tweet or this Twitter. And, you know, yeah. and now look at it. That, between that, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. <laughs> oh wait, dating myself there. <laughs> 1990s. I'm just kidding. Um, so pull, pulling back around. So I think the the other thing. So obviously physical bullying is, is is prevalent and in society and especially for kids growing up. I think it's also I've seen it amongst adults too, where people are aggressive because and they feel like they're making a statement, but they're really trying to bully other people into their into their point of view. And I think politicians are are notorious for it. Oh yeah. So look, I you have you have your opinions, you have your thoughts, I have my thoughts. If somebody what I what I hate most is somebody trying to convince me of of their of why they feel a certain way and trying to trying to change my opinion or change my point of view. Look, I, I'm up for. Listening to anybody, I have an open mind. I, I, I don't want you to try and change my mind, you know? Great, you have an opinion, I listen to you, I'm, you're not a bad person. We can have a conversation, we can be friends. But you have your opinion, I have mine. I agree. So in um, the, this website, the stopbullying.gov, they did a survey and they say about 20% of students from the ages of 12 to 18 will experience bullying. And then 19.5% of the students in grades 9 through 12 report being bullied on school property. So that, a lot of it happens at school. Yeah, and there's a whole, you know, the whole protocol. If somebody says that they were bullied in school, it's, it's no joke. They have a whole task force. So if in if, our school system, yeah, <laughs> well, I want to say a whole task force, two people, I think it is in elementary school. Oh, or yeah. high school? No, or, elementary school. Oh wow. Yeah. So if if somebody says they're being bullied, uh, goes right to the principal. They grab the principal. They go to the person that's involved for investigating, and they get to the teacher. So they 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 get the two students. They'll pull them out of class, not at the same time. They'll investigate or interrogate the the, the student. They'll ask what happened. They'll ask if there's any any witnesses, and if they they say there was other people around that w- that was watching it or saw the whole incident, 
Then they'll go ask the other students. And if they determine that it was a bullying... But someone has to say it was bullying, right? Because I will say I know... So a kid doesn't have to say it's bullying. So if a kid comes home crying uh, for two weeks straight and the parents fi- finally fed up with it that because this one kid keeps picking on my child, of course the parents are going to go down to the principal's office. My kid is coming home crying for the past two weeks. I, I need you to handle this. So, And that's when the whole investigation will start. So I've had two confrontations since since my son was, was in elementary school. One being... I for, one was someone took something out of his bag, stole it essentially is what he said, and he went up and clocked him and took it back. Ooh. So Damn. <laughs> that was one. But no one knew about it, though. That was the thing. No one knew about it. He came home and told us about it. And then I marched him over to the kid's house, and the kid didn't tell his parents about it, so I made him apologize. But that's not bullying. It's like, not, but dude, it's- you stole something from you. You physically put your hand in my backpack and took it. I agree, but the way I'm not raising him to go up and punch somebody. So I, I went and said, "Listen, you can't do that." You know, I thought it was a, it was a teaching experience. Sure, of course, teaching moment um, moment. And we went, and he wasn't, he wasn't really like against going and apologizing he said listen i do agree so he went over and apologized and said you know i'm sorry and you know i talked to the parents and i told them what happened and they're like we didn't even know um and then they actually messaged me after we left and said thank you for coming over we had no idea what happened and and i have known them for for a decent amount of time so i i felt it was important um and then another time which was a couple of days later, so I was a little worried it was going to start being like some sort of like repeat thing, which I was afraid my son was being bullied. Um, someone got in his face, and he essentially walked away. Which I was like, "How do you go from punching somebody in the face, <laughs> punching somebody? Oh, he punched him in the gut. Sorry, punched him in the gut. No throat punch. To a kid grabs your shirt and you walk away, like, and it was like a week of, of difference. And he's like, "Well, you." taught me not to do that and i was like yeah but you still got to defend yourself i was like okay i was like i'm glad it worked because the kid didn't do anything essentially what ended up happening the kid got in trouble because someone saw it happen and broke it up before but see that is a school ground altercation i'm doing um air quotes that is not bullying because it's not something that was ongoing something that's been brewing or, or, or marinating and then eventually coming to a head but if it's not nipped it could eventually end up being right and that's my always always my fear so our school district they are very i don't want to say hesitant to label an incident bullying they're very cautious and they're very strategic in, in their investigating and they have guidelines they need to follow you know, they got to check the box. Okay, was, did this happen? Did this happen? Did this? And if everything points to, okay, this was a bullying uh, uh, situation yeah. where this kid has been in this kid's face for, for weeks now and it hasn't stopped. Once you get that label, that follows you in your file That's nuts, until right? you graduate, which is insane. Yeah. So it would behoove a parent to, to not teach their child, hey – 
you know, you may get into arguments at school or, you know, you don't want to pick it on someone is wrong. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's why I took both of those as a teaching moment. So one thing I do want to cover, and I think we're about at 15 minutes now. One thing I do want to cover before we kind of wrap up bullying is it's really cyber bullying. You want to talk about signs of, of a child being bullied? Because I bet you there's a lot of parents that don't know what's going on at school, especially, well, now there's, <laughs> we're homeschooled, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's still, you know, there's part, part days. So do you want to talk about signs of being yeah. cyber bullied? Or let, let me talk about physical bullying. Right, and then ahead. if you want to go into uh, we can do uh, cyber bullying. So signs of uh, a child is being bullied, unexplained injuries. I mean, that's if your child comes home with bruises, if you don't see that, come on. Uh, lost or destroyed clothing, books, electronics or jewelry, frequent headaches or stomach aches, feeling sick or faking illness. Ooh. Changes in eating habits like suddenly skipping meals or binge eating. Uh, kids may come home from school hungry because they didn't have lunch. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Bastard stole my lunch. You know what happened to me once in elementary school? Somebody stole my lunch. Like took it from you? No, 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 no. So, 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 no, no. So when we were in elementary school, our, our lunch bags went into a crate and that crate went into a walk-in refrigerator in the gym because we had lunch in the gym. Mm-hmm. They brought the tables out at lunchtime. So at lunchtime... The 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 uh, aides, the lunch aides, would come to the table where you were at and distribute your lunches. My lunch was gone. Maybe the janitor ate it. I don't know, but they they, they I don't know what the hell they gave me. I think they gave me a peanut peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, so then difficulty sleeping or frequent nightmares, uh, declining grades, loss of interest in schoolwork or not wanting to go to school. Sudden loss of friends or avoidance of social situations, feelings of or of helpless or decreased self-esteem, self-destructive behaviors such as running away from home, harming themselves, or talking about suicide. That's crazy. Yeah, we could talk about the warning signs of, of being cyberbullied. So noticeable increases or decreases in device use, including texting. A child exhibits emotional responses, laughter, anger, upset to what is happening on their device. That one's a little tricky because if you, if your kids play like Madden or if they play Fortnite, they may yell at the TV. Like I, I remember as a kid playing Madden and as a college student and yelling at the TV when something didn't go my way <laughs> in Madden. So I, I would take that as it depends on, on what they're doing. Uh, a child hides their screen or device when others are near and avoids discussion about what they're doing on their device. Social media accounts are shut down or new ones appear. A child starts to avoid social situations even though what they enjoyed in the past. A child becomes withdrawn or depressed or loses interest in people and activities. So I think any of these really will, will lead you on to if there's, if there's something going on, on on the web that is impacting them. Since my kids don't have device, well, they don't have phones yet and they don't have social media accounts, I think that's one thing that I, we're going to have to cover in the future or at least start investigating in the future is, you know, how do you monitor that those type of applications? That's going to be the... You have to go through it first, so... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, thanks. I know. <laughs> My daughter's 11 going at, on 12. At least twice before. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be an expert by the time. 
Yes, yes. I'll give you all the uh, the tips and the tricks, the stuff that didn't work and uh, the stuff that does work. We, we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. I think that's key, even though my older son's about to get a phone probably <laughs> the next year. So this is a very important topic because it does damage to the kids because they, they may they may crawl into their shell and put up their guard and not want to be bothered and, and, and you know shelter themselves from the world. What I think is important, at least in my in my opinion, this is not from stopbullying.gov, is that you have to educate your child about the internet, not just social media, but the internet in general. Um, what it means to take pictures and send them to to their friends. When they take pics, they should be fully clothed. For girls, definitely. For boys, they can have their shirt off. But even my boys, I advise them to be fully clothed. There's a reason they call people on on the web on on social media trolls, because they'll pick out any anything that's in in insecurity of a person and really exploit it. So I tell my kids fully clothed, regardless that they're boys. Watch what they say. I have friends that go all the way back to college, which sounds so long ago, or even high school, where if I say something and it's something stupid, they're really quick to jump on it and, and point it out. <laughs> like, I'm 40 years old. I don't need you pointing out the stupidity that I post on social media. I appreciate it. <laughs> really, I do. Um, he already knows. <laughs> I already know, and typically I post it on purpose. But it's it's nice of you to take a notice and point it out for me. So, they still care, Rob. And they, and, and they still care. They, they just want to bust balls. And listen, I am the biggest ball buster of anybody. I, I love it. But some there's a there's a time and a place, and I do do it as, probably just as much as anybody else, but I will leave it for my family, my close friends, and really leave it at that. And there's things that I'll say to Sal off air, off social media, that I won't post on social media. That's for damn sure. And that's like you have to understand that fine line. But as you're raising your kids, they don't understand that originally. No. I tell my kids, you treat people as you want to be treated. So my, my my youngest and my middle, they're constantly bickering. So she was mean to me. She was mean to me. <laughs> so it's like, okay, treat her like you want to be treated. Don't give her funny faces. Don't be in her space when she's trying to read. You know, just treat her like you want her to treat yourself. So, and and we constantly enforce that hoping that that you know uh, uh continues on in school where you teach treat your friends like you want to be treated you don't treat your friends like crap because yeah. if you teach your treat your friends like crap guess how they're going to treat you so we're always we're always trying to push that and and make them understand on this website topics is why don't kids ask for help statistics from 2018 show that only 20 percent of school bullying incidents were reported Kids don't tell adults for many reasons. Bullying can make a child feel helpless. Kids may want to handle it on their own to feel in control again. They may fear being seen as weak or a tattletale. Kids may fear backlash from, from the kid who bullied them. Well, it's, it's funny. We were watching a movie, and they said, snitches get stitches. So, of course. <laughs> of course. My kids turn around, and that's the line... Of all the lines in the movie, that's the one that they want to know what it meant. <laughs> it was a bit challenging trying to explain <laughs> explain that one. Um, but bullying can be humiliating experience. Kids may not want adults to know what is being said about them, whether true or false. They may also feel that adults will judge them or punish them for being weak. 
Kids who are bullied may already feel socially isolated. They may feel like no one cares or could understand. Kids may fear being rejected from their peers. Friends can help protect kids from bullying and kids can fear losing their support. So it, it is a very um, important topic and it's very important that, that parents really uh, speak to their kids. Um, I know we can get wrapped up in life and, and working uh, remotely or, or, or just work in general. Um, but, but it's important to really analyze your kids and, and check out their moods or check out their behavior when they come home from school and s- see if you notice anything different, uh, either day to day or week to week. See if anything changes because they can be the aggressor or, you know, they, they can be on the receiving end. But th- this, it's very important to, to, to make our kids understand that, you know, this, this is serious shit. Back in the day, you know, it was different, I feel, growing up. Because it, it ended it ended at the basketball courts at 3.30 in the afternoon. It you, did. I mean, it's, it's tough to, to correlate to what the kids go through today. As, as much as we understand and we grew up through the digital age, they're growing up already in the digital age. So they don't know anything prior. They don't know dial-up. They don't know, no. like... DSL. Yeah. They, they don't know AOL, like chat. Like, that was so cool back in the day. They just, they just don't know that, and all they know is everything is an instant gratification. So Everything is instantaneous at their fingertips. Yeah. You know how many times I get, Dad, why is the internet so slow? I said, what do you mean? Well, I push the button and nothing happens. I said, holy shit, relax. <laughs> so during the week, we try, we try our best. There's very limited devices. Something that's hard, so you have... You have a different schedule, but my youngest is at school all day. My oldest is home half the day. I'm working. My wife's, you know, doing her thing. And he's running around the, the yeah. house so it's <laughs> like, like he's the king. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> all right, what are you doing? And why are you not, like, doing your special or whatever? But it's still, like, you try to do your best to, to limit the, the amount of device time. I think we've talked about this to a good amount. I would love to get at some point, maybe hopefully someone knows they an expert in this area, you know, who's, who's either, you know, a psychologist, so socialist. You mean a social worker? Yes. A social worker. <laughs> My head's going to hit the mic. <laughs> oh, that's freaking hysterical. So something like that, where they can impart some wisdom, <laughs> maybe another principal who could talk about that. To be honest, we know a couple. Sure. Yeah. That, that'd be awesome. And just how they handle bullying. And we, I can reach out to them. We, we have one in our fancy football league. I've already teed it up, so this may be an interesting topic to bring him in on. Yes, the 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 other one happens to be my assistant coach. There you go. <laughs> so, oh yeah, really? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So you can ask him. Perfect, perfect. Teed it up. Yes. So before we break, do you want to give us our dad lesson? Yes. Tonight's dad lesson is: if your child has a phone, I highly recommend prior to handing that device to your loving child to make an agreement that you the parent will check that device daily weekly monthly at your leisure and it's not spying to me my, we haven't my wife and my daughter have an understanding that my wife will go through her phone either weekly or monthly 
just to make sure everything is, you know, copacetic. There's no shenanigans going on. Is she smart enough to delete out things? She cannot. She's not allowed. Oh, I have that blocked. Allowed. Do you really? Yes. You have to show me how you do that. She is on my, she's on the family plan. Yeah. But the account is linked to my wife's phone. So there's certain things that she can and cannot do on her phone. Like download apps. Uh, so that I know how to do. But the delete of text messages, she can't do? No. Not that I'm aware of. You sure? Because I'll tell you why. Because my oldest has an iPad that's not just a Wi-Fi iPad. And he can delete messages. And he's smart enough to delete messages. Because <laughs> we read a bunch of messages. And when I asked him the next day to see his iPad, they were gone. Oh. So we knew he deleted them. And I don't even know why we were looking at him. There was something like weird. Like we felt like that there was something not right. And, and we looked and yeah. interesting. Text was <laughs> for a nine-year-old. Your suspicions were right? <laughs> yeah. Definitely wanted it. So I think now we'll break. Yes. For... Uh, no, we won't break. Um, we will. Uh, a word from our sponsor. There you go. We'll get a word uh, from our Amster's sponsor. Amster's Prospect Tavern is truly the place where everyone knows your name. And not just because it's run by the owner, Norm, by the way, is an awesome dude. They have a real family and hometown vibe with excellent pub grub, like their famous mozzarella bites or cheesesteak egg rolls, both of which are homemade right in their kitchen and are fantastic. If you're not in the mood for pub grub, you can try their excellent selection of upscale weekly specials offered Thursday through Saturday. Meals such as veal oso buco, slow-cooked short ribs, filet mignon, and lobster tail, just to name a few. They take pride in serving excellent food and making their customers feel at home when they're at Amster's. And the food is excellent. We've been there. We've had their food. Um, if you are in the area, check them out. And say hello to Norm. If you like disco fries, it's the place to go. Oh, yeah. What's up? Doing our bourbon review. And Rob is going to head this one off because uh, I think he likes this one. Definitely like this one. So we are going to be reviewing Peerless Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So the ac alcohol classification is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. The distillery is Peerless Distilling Company. The proof is oh you changed it on on here huh the proof is 108.1 because it's right on the bottle yeah, well, <laughs> and you was wrong from, well i was doing it upstairs before i got the bottle uh 54.05 alcohol by volume it, it it is aged four years so the filtration what they essentially say and it's a little little wordy but every drop of peerless whiskey is Honestly crafted, never sourced, never chill filtered, strictly sweet mash, barrel proof, no water added, made in the USA. Straight from their site. Batch size is small batch, limited quantities. I believe we found somewhere on their site it says six barrels or less. Six barrels or less. But that, I, dude, that's insane. That's like. It's if, a very expensive bottle if it's six fucking barrels or less. If, if, if a barrel is 55 gallons and they're only producing. They're not a big operation. They're very limited, and they if you go on their website, which is KentuckyPeerless.com, they purposely are keeping it small because they feel that quality outweighs quantity. So I, I don't do math in public. So 55 gallons per barrel, right, I'm assuming, 
That's only 330 gallons of bourbon. And this is... No, not close. (laughs) (laughs) We can. Tomorrow's a snow day. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you're not from the tri-state area, we are expecting 10 inches of snow tomorrow in New Jersey. Oh, and actually today is Ash Wednesday. Today is Ash Wednesday. Yes. So I fasted until dinner time. Lucky you. I knew we had a bourbon tasting, so I couldn't fast through the bourbon tasting. Mashville, they don't say, but they do say it is a strictly sweet mash. No awards to speak of. I'm seeing this as a copper, dark copper almost. I mean, it's pretty dark. I'm going to say it's a dark amber. All right, we got a difference of opinion here. I'm looking at the bottle. He's looking at the glass. Um, price point is 70 to 85. I saw it for as high as 120, but it's, I think it's well priced at 70 to 85. If you pay more than that, uh, if you see it higher than that, don't buy it. Wait until you find it. So there's a lot of history. If you do see it higher than that, you tell the guy to go pound salt. <laughs> My new Year's Eve story. <laughs> Just ended up eating that one. So the history, peerless, um, is an old distillery. I didn't, I'm going to read off the back of the label because there's a whole write up on their site that I can't do justice. And it's a timeline based different write ups for the different timelines. So it's not one cohesive, but I'll read the back of the label. I mean, it dates back all the way to 1890 yeah, early, yeah. or early 1800s, early 1800s, I believe. So with an unparalleled, Get the marbles out of your mouth, Rob. A hundred year history, (laughs) we preserve the quality surpassed by none. Peerless caliber standards set by ancestor Henry Craver. This rich and mellow small batch bourbon is distilled, bottled, and aged in Louisville, Kentucky Bourbon District. One of the things to note on this, this bottle is pretty cool. Um, It almost has like a little footer. On it, it's like an ashtray, a built-in ashtray. Yeah, it's almost an ashtray. If you if you a notch on the yeah, bottom. if you were to cut that rest of the bottle off, you might actually be able to use that as an ashtray, an yeah. A- ashtray. Yeah, you can if you smoke cigarettes, cigars. That's a small cigar notch. So I think that's it. There is a signature on the front of Henry Craver. There's also a stamp of DSP Kentucky Fifty. Which, if you look on their timeline, in 2014, Peerless was able to obtain the original Kentucky Distilled Spirits plant number from the first Peerless distillery in Henderson, Kentucky in the 1800s. DSP KY50 represents the history behind the Peerless family and the legacy behind Peerless bourbon. Today, Distilled Spirits numbers are established in the 20,000s. It has a rich history. I'm not going to read it because... If you go back, it says 1917 to 1927, but I did see, hold on, sorry, no. It goes back to 1860s. So the first distilleries emerged in Henderson, um, and Peerless is one of them, first known as DR Burbank Distillery and Oakland Distillery. So and one interesting note that I will bring up about their history, they had the U.S. federally bonded warehouses, and they were also one of the only bourbons that was given out as medication during the prohibition. prohibition. Oh, so they they've managed to make it through prohibition. They managed to make it through prohibition. So definitely an interesting history. It's very small company. I really do enjoy this. I hold on. I did miss some of the notes. Let me just uh, this is go back. The rather note, delicious. 
it is rather delicious and very dangerous. So the nose and aroma, as per their site, it's citrus, cedar, honeysickle, which I don't even know what. Honeysuckle. As well as a nice balance of spicy oak. Definitely smell the oak. Uh, the cedar, not so much the cedar. I get cedar. Yeah. I get cedar. Now that, it, now that I read it, I definitely get the cedar. Uh, the tasting notes, caramel, toasted oak, a uh, multitude of notes from around the flavor wheel show up on the palate. You did some pretty good note taking there, Rob. That's from their website. <laughs> <laughs> wheel sh- show on the palate. The multitude of notes from around the flavor wheel. <laughs> you think I came up with flavor wheel? <laughs> Definitely not me. So it's, I, I get the toasted oak. I don't really, I, I get a sweetness. I can't. There's a slight burn at first sure. sip. I mean, slight. But the second glass, there's no more burn. The finish showcases an enduring duel between sweet and spicy notes as citrus, florals, and sweet oak tussle with dry cocoa. <laughs> cocoa, Sorry. cinnamon, and spicy oak. Cacao. Cacao. <laughs> so the finish is definitely has some spice to it, the little bit of burn. I think it's an easy sipper. I really do. But I will turn it over to Sal to give his rating first. I go over to the empty the third glass oh, i love the empty the one that's glass. drying that's where i get that's where i get the cedar Here, t- stick your schnoz, schnoz in there that's where i get the seed the cedar yeah once once i read it i, I smelled it I, I i don't not so much about the honeysuckle honestly i don't know what honeysuckle smells like definitely get some oak in there as, as, as uh, the aroma tasting a little sweet little burn f- f- a slight burn a Upon the uh, first sip, uh, definitely toasted oak. I, I get the toasted oak. Um, finish, smooth finish. I'm not so sure sweet. The, you know, they're saying it's sweet. I, I get a little, little, little spice to it. Um, There's spice, but think about it. It's 108 proof. True. There's a something mellowing it out. Yes, yes. Uh, cinnamon, I don't get. Cacao, cocoa, whatever, I don't get. But overall, delicious. I mean, at 108 proof, as 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 smooth as it is, um, this is a very very good bourbon if you can find it. Um, definitely will put this on my shelf when I find it. Um, would you like me to give my rating? You can go first. I am going to give it an 8.0. Wow, eight eight barrel. This is an eight barrel. You don't like my rating? I'm surprised by your rating. I ain't gonna lie. Why? It's good stuff. It is good stuff. But usually I'm the higher of, of the two of us. Recently, you've been coming in. You've been shooting over me. Yeah. I think price is spot on. I think taste is spot on. I think finish is spot on, to, to be honest. Drum roll, please. What was last week? What did we have last week? Why you got to compare it to last week? Because our notes aren't updated? No, they're not. So I'm going to make you think. <laughs> Mictors. So Clyde's May, I gave an eight. Mickner's. You can't compare this to other bourbons. This is peerless. It's it's by itself. It is peerless. It really is. So I will definitely have it on my shelf. I will give it a 7.5. Whoa. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. I give it an 8 barrel. Rob gives it a 7.5 barrel. So the general consensus amongst the two of us is it is a good bottle of bourbon. It is a good bottle of so bourbon. So if you are out and about and you see this bottle... At a fairly decent price, we highly recommend that you uh, scoop it up. And you know what? If you do grab this bottle, we'd love to hear what you think about it. 
Definitely. If, if you uh, if you taste what we taste or, or smell what we smell, we, we'd like your feedback. Hit us up on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tune into our next episode. If you like what you heard, share with someone you like or maybe dislike. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, iTunes, Podbeam, Google Cast, Pandora, YouTube, your sister's ass, and Spotify. Be sure to smash that subscribe and follow button, too. If you have any questions or comments or want to give us some feedback, you can hit us up at the Rad Dad Show at gmail.com.